Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. Today we are talking about the CCR we've been reading lately. So I am looking forward to this. I feel like we haven't done a recent reads in That's a couple because months. We didn't. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that would be why. That would be why. <laughs> that would be why. We've been we've been busy with topics and guests and things. So uh it's nice to have a chance to do recent reads here yes, again. So, it also, um, the, the the lag gave me time to, you know, accumulate a few. Have, to have some. That's <laughs> what I wanted to talk about Always today. good. Always good. So, um, who wants to go first? Narelle, you look excited. I'll go first. <laughs> I have two I have two recent reads today. Yay! As opposed to having one. So, I'm okay. doing well this month. Good, good. So, the first one I'm going to talk about, which... Um, is a was a new release in March, is a novel proposal by Denise Hunter. And I really enjoyed this story. So this is, um, and we've talked about bookish characters and the um, heroine in this particular book is a New York City school teacher, but she's also an author on the side and has written Westerns. And her grandfather was a very well-known Western author. So she sort of has that family heritage. And the setup for this particular story is that her Western hasn't done well in terms of sales. It's been traditionally published. And so her agent's like, look, you know what, I think we can sell another proposal for a Western. You're going to need to do something different. Why don't you write a romance novel? And so she's never thought about writing a romance novel, has never been in love, and the whole concept just freaks her out <laughs> to, be, to be polite. And so she ends up, well, her friend's mother has a, um, a beach duplex, beach house, where there's sort of two units next to each other that share a balcony at, I think it, we're in South Carolina. And so Sadie trots off down to South Carolina to stay in this beach house and to get some inspiration to write a book. And she's also very much an extrovert. So she's the person that befriends everybody that's around the place, including the grumpy next door neighbor. So this is a grumpy sunshine story. And Sam is, um, he's basically, he's ghosted his family. He works for the family business, but he took off from his apartment and hasn't told his family where he's living because his cousin has ended up stealing his girlfriend effectively so he was going out with this girl oh, and then she knew his rude. cousin and okay. yeah I know <laughs> and so um he's just really struggled as you can imagine with that so he's like I'm out of here and so he's sort of hiding out at the beach and wants to be left alone but of course Sadie doesn't understand the concept of leaving anyone alone because she's an extrovert <laughs> and as, as a there's super not friend many anybody. extroverted <laughs> authors out there I'm here to tell you folks most right. of us are like oh just give me a beach house so I can ignore the world be alone with the waves yeah so she's and they share this balcony and he puts the pot plants between them so that he doesn't have to talk to her but um in 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 america we call them potted plants if they're pot plants plants, (laughs) that is a different kind of plant oh i didn't think about that a lot of plants oh yeah actually yeah Pot plants yeah. are yeah. all right. They add potted plants. potted plants. There's no drugs in this story. <laughs> and so anyway, so she ends up creating this little library. You know the little cute libraries that yeah. people have outside the house. So she puts one out on the beach because people walk past the back of her house and people drop off books and pick up books and they end up finding this old book that's left there that has a ring in it, a diamond ring. And so one of the things that draws Sam and Sadie together is the search to try and find out who owns this ring. And um, 
it ends up that the ro- the romance sort of kicks off with Sam's and sort of friends to more, and that sort of kind of sort of ends up in her book as well, as of sort of inspires her. To. Yeah, so it was a really fun story. I really like the ending. I love the mystery with the diamond ring. That was really fun. So if you're looking for a nice, fun, light-hearted beach read, then I'd recommend a novel proposal by Denise Hunter. That sounds adorable. I've read a lot of Denise Hunter books. I have not read that one yet. So um, yeah, I do really enjoy her writing style. Me too. Yes. Yeah. It was a nice, it was a really, it was a nice breath of fresh air. You know how sometimes you like to read a book that sort of clears the cobwebs and uh-huh. it's a yeah. really nice sort of happy place book. Well, that was one of those. Excellent. Yeah. Valerie, what you got? I think, I think I'm going to have to put this cat down. Yeah, she's just like all oh, although she through. seems pretty happy, but yeah, she's, she's also all right with being sat down. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have, I have three books written down, but we don't have to talk about three books. It's fine. Uh, the first one I wanted to mention is one by Jesse Gussman. It's called "A Secret Baby in the Show Me State." Okay, so um, "Secret Baby" has a kind of a connotation, and this is not that. Oh. Um, the day that Deacon Hudson was going to be ordained, he's in the ordination meeting, uh, kneeling and praying when someone drops off a baby with a note that names him the father. It kind of derailed his ordination. <laughs> sort, yeah. of, sort of changed the course of his life. Um, and he just he just embraced it. He didn't know why. He knew he wasn't any baby's father. And um, but for whatever reason, God saw fit to literally drop this baby on him, and he embraced that calling and and took it on, which not everyone would do. So uh, years ago, he'd known a girl in high school. Her name was Blair, and. Um, she she always thought he was a bit, bit of a, a goody person, but really, you know, who else would you really want in your court? But they didn't really know each other that well. Anyway, her final act on the way to prison was to give her baby to the one good person she knew. Okay. So uh, it was for Tinsley's best interest not to know her mother. So now at the beginning of the story, We've got that little flashback back to that aborted <laughs> deacon meeting <laughs> where he did not get or- ordained. Um, but now at the beginning of the story, she is back only because her mother is really struggling with health and she's going to like be in town just for a little bit. And she's going to get back out. And nobody's going to know. Uh, and she's definitely not going to run into deacon and she's never going to see that little girl that she knows she gave up for adoption. This all comes out in the first chapter or two. So it's not a spoiler. Uh, deacon doesn't know, but she knows and the reader knows. So um, I find a lot of times Jesse's stories are really refreshing on the faith front. Um, she doesn't mint stuff. You don't have to wonder whether you're reading a Christian book, um, whether it's just, you know, a few characters might go to church and occasionally lob a prayer to the sky. Uh, her her characters really grapple with faith stuff. And so I really appreciated that in this one as well. Um, so, yeah, against Blair's better judgment, she can't quite stay away from Deacon and Deacon's daughter. So anyways, interesting romance. Cool. Interesting mm. twist on the secret baby. 
very interesting twist. Yeah, it's kind of nice when it's um, yeah. it's a new way, new way. Yeah, when you're not like la da da. Okay, I know how this story goes. Yeah. You start out and you're like, oh, yeah. I do not know how this story goes. Yeah. <laughs> so did the yeah. ending surprise you in terms of how it all unpacked? Um, not really, because you could see it coming because you knew okay. Blair was the mother, right? Yeah. She yeah. wasn't hiding that in her point of view. It's a dual point of view story. So you knew that. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's not like like you could read up to chapter three and then close the book because I know how that's going to end, right? I mean, there's always some twists and turns and there were those, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's a romance. You knew who was going to get yeah. it. Sure. They'd work it out somehow. Spoiler alert. They get together. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. So my first one is uh, Jalen by Kimberly Ray Jordan. This is. Ah, I read that one too. In her Halverson series. Um, Jalen and his sister were adopted by the Halversons when their single mom died. Um, they were elementary age, not babies, but not super old. Um, I generally feel like they handled the adoption part well. I feel like Kimberly has a has always handled that aspect of things in all of her books very well. Um, I did think it was interesting that she tackled having two black characters in um like as a white woman writing two black characters in a white town um in a white I, I thought town. it was an interesting choice I don't know that I would make that choice um I, I think she handled it well um I would love to know if a black person read it if they would feel that she handled it well um uh but it it she didn't really do a whole lot with the the issues of being a minority in in a you know because she's in they're in where are they Iowa northern Idaho northern Idaho northern Idaho which is not a hotbed of black people um, there is not a lot of black people in no. northern Idaho it's so not far so minority Idaho. issues yeah. would be a thing growing up there I would think so um I did think about that when I read it as well, that the Northern Idaho that I know yeah. um, would would ask some questions. But, you know, we've talked about this before, too, this whole issue of race and who's allowed to write which race. Um, it's, it's kind of gotten <clears throat> a little bit out of hand as it far as some publishing houses not allowing yeah. white uh, white authors to write characters of race at all. Yeah. for fear of getting it wrong um I mean yeah. we do a lot of research no matter what we write yeah and that and, no and 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 she did touch on it which is good and yeah. she but she didn't belabor it which I also think is good right um because I think she had to include it because it wouldn't have been honest not to um right. you know anyway it was well done it was interesting I've had my own issues from having included diverse characters and then having been run up a flagpole by a small handful of readers for having dared to do so as a white woman. So now I don't generally bother trying to write diverse characters anymore because I, I just don't, I yeah. don't want to go there. I don't, I'm not like, and I hate that that's where I am because I think that there should be diverse characters and I know diverse people 
And I feel like I know how to research them and, and get sensitivity readers and do a good job doing that. But I also know that there are enough places in the world where I'm not, you know, going to please everybody all of the time. And this is a battle that I'm not willing to choose anymore. So mm-hmm. anyway, it was, it was a good book. Um, if this is an issue, though, that bothers you, Black characters written by white people, don't read this book. But Fair it's enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I yeah. enjoyed the story itself yeah. um, when, when I read it, which was, yeah, a while back now. Yeah. Norelle, do you have a second one? <laughs> I do have a second one. So this one is... Um, sweet clean rom-com as opposed to CCR but I really enjoyed it it was another I think I went through a stage with my um, leisure reading where I just wanted light and fun and I didn't want a whole lot of angst if that makes sense so (laughs) this one and this one is Amnesia on Nantucket by Taryn Daniels and it ties into her Cousins of Nantucket series as well. So there's a series of six books and this one sort of sits in there in the in the middle of that series. And Melanie and Adam have just got married and they're on the third day of their honeymoon. They're in a beautiful place where we're on Nantucket on the beach and he's convinced her to go parasailing. So we all know where this is going. And I actually have a family member last year who had was knocked out had, for quite a few minutes of concussion from parasailing. So I know from firsthand experience with family members that parasailing can be dangerous. And so what happens is that she's the silly girl. She's got an iPhone out filming herself doing stuff when she's parasailing and then she leans the wrong way and then everything goes pear-shaped. She ends up hitting the ground and loses her memory for five years. So she's basically wakes up and she's lost five years of her life. And it is hilarious because she doesn't remember her husband. And so when she she's in the hospital and she thinks that this hot guy is the nurse that says this is really hot because she couldn't land a guy that hot. <laughs> And then he ends up taking her home. And then she thinks that she's been kidnapped. Like, oh, no. <laughs> she's completely confused about what's going on. And it is just, it's its hilarious. And so eventually things start to unpack and um, she basically needs to fall in love with her husband all over again. And it ties into some of her self-esteem issues as well because she's um, she's a larger rather than a smaller frame in terms of her build and that's been an issue that she's struggled with and she's five years in the past in terms of where she is with that issue so that was something I thought that was handled very well in the story but um, the cast of the side characters were hilarious and it was just a really fun light read that I particularly enjoyed. At that poor woman's expense. Oh, I I know. I I know but if you read this story she has a pair of shorts with something written on the back and goes running around town in these shorts and it's just hilarious there's all these really sort of fun sort of sitcom rom-com sort of elements to it that I just really enjoyed (laughs) but she got there in the end and it's a story it's not real life so you can go off and laugh at people's expense in a book quite happily knowing no one's got hurt feelings (laughs) okay if you insist Yes. What's your next one, Valerie? Uh, my next one is um, Sea Rose Lane by Irene Hannon. Um, and I'm listening to this series in audio. So thought I would okay. mention that. It came across a stash of 
audible credits and I was like hmm what am I going to do with these and I thought well I enjoyed Irene Hannon's um, Starfish Bay series set in California and this is uh, Hope Harbor and it is set in Oregon so you guys know that I love Oceanside yeah like being at the ocean I like reads that take place at the ocean so um, Eric Nash is back in Hope Harbor to regroup after being downsized out of his Portland law office. Um, his widow's his widowed dad is having the house redone as a and b which is a bit of a shock to Eric. He didn't know that his dad was going to do this and that his dad had been taking cooking classes so that he could wow everyone with his fabulous breakfast that he was going to make <laughs> for his upcoming guests. So I really liked Eric's... Um, dad as well the contractor is a woman and she has a name bj um i'm glad she has a name that's good (laughs) so they can't get away from each other unless he leaves hope harbor right because she's there banging hammers in her in his dad's house every single day and there's more to it than that it's it's a there's complex stuff she has a a worker from now my mind's blank I'm going to say Cuba if not it is somewhere in that area and uh, at first Eric questions whether the guy can legitimately work in the U.S. and so that sets everything really off on the wrong foot that's kind of yeah but um Irene is an author who's been around for quite a while, has a lot of books out, both in contemporary romance as well as in suspense. And um, I enjoy her romances Mm. and I enjoyed this book. And I will soon be starting the third book in audio. I don't go through them real quick in audio, but I do enjoy them. Hmm. My next one is Never Find Another You by someone you might know named Norella. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I've heard of Narelle. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this is the first in a multi-author series of all Aussies writing in a town set in the United States, which I just think is a fascinating premise. Um, and it's very fun uh, because there are some delightful little Aussieisms that creep in every now and then. Um, and so I'm like, it just makes me smile. I love that. So I'm just going to say that's not a dig. I absolutely love it. So please don't take that as a dig. I love it. Um, The story was delightful. Joel is the Aussie hero and he is just steady and self-assured and just the kind of guy that you absolutely want on your side. And he Mm -hmm. helps Hannah navigate her mercurial family relationships just perfectly. Hannah's family is kind of a disaster. Um, (laughs) Her family is um, ridiculous, really, just just a ridiculous disaster. Um, so um, it's got a great setup for future characters in the town. Um, you can see where I, I at least hope some of the other stories will be. I'm hoping. I would assume yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. And um, there's a little mystery scandal thread sort of starting up as well regarding uh, a boathouse and some land zoning uh, malfeasance that took place. Um, so it, it's it's just darling. And um, I really enjoyed it. Um, 
even though apparently Australians put butter on cinnamon rolls, which my is... husband does, and he's not Aussie at all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> if, if it's sweet and it holds still, he'll put butter on it. Okay. Like brownies, cake, anything. I mean, if it doesn't have icing. What cinnamon rolls always yeah. have icing? No, they don't always. In the United States, they do. <laughs> no, they don't. I've had them with. I've actually had them in Oregon. There's oh. a little roadhouse between Portland and I'm thinking, oh, what's it called? Cannon Beach up right. that way. And I've actually had butter. That's on, on cinnamon rolls. It's the most, best cinnamon never, roll I've ever had in my life. <laughs> in 49 years, I've never met a cinnamon roll that was not slathered in icing, which is like good because if I met a cinnamon roll that was not slathered in icing, I would cry. I, I See, absolutely would the part, just I, I sob don't like horrifically huge tears of sadness. I just um, need the cinnamon and the sweet. I don't, the, the icing is like too much. I would rather put butter on mine than icing. No, yeah. Is this an East versus West thing? No, because I grew up in the Southwest. With okay. cinnamon. It's, it's not because I've seen plenty of icing in Western US uh, on our travels as well. Yeah. Just and I've seen icing here too. Yeah. Yeah. No, they should. They're meant to be <laughs> gooey on the inside and slathered in icing. It can't just be me. But anyway, I read that and I had little to mini, mini cinnamon rolls. And pray for you for a moment. I was like, please, Jesus, teach her the right way to eat a cinnamon roll so that she is not sad for the rest of her life. But then I went back to it. And so and other than that, it was fantastic. Story. Do you not have those in your grocery store, the little brown bags that have the mini cinnamon rolls in them, like just in a bag that there don't have ice? Those things are so good. They're the thing I miss the most having given up sugar five years ago. Okay. Those, a bag of those, and man, I think you could lure me just about anywhere. Okay. Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> that that'd be Valerie trotting down after. Yep, yep. Okay. Anyway, that was a huge tangent. Sorry. It was. It was, it was, I enjoyed Narelle's book, but that one did throw me. But apparently it's not an Australian thing. It's just a weird not Beth it's thing. It's just a weird <laughs> thing. That's yeah. I'm not Beth. Yeah. That's yeah. If you're not me, you would you would probably not have a problem with it. But um I like the icing. The more the better. The more the better. Like, what can I say? <laughs> Oh. Well, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed this story, despite the cinnamon rolls. <laughs> I really did enjoy the story. She probably Joel had to go fantastic. get a good real one to eat with it. Yes. Yeah. Is Joel going to be in other books? Does Joel yes, pop so, up? Okay. Yeah. So um, the next one that I'll be writing, I'm not quite sure when it's going to release. Um, the earliest would be late next year is Becky's story. Okay. And um, the wedding, Joel and Hannah's wedding will be in Becky's story. Because as you can imagine, with the family situation, um, a wedding will equal drama. <laughs> yes. Can I do. just say that yes. my kids are Joel and Hannah, and it's just really wrong to think of them as a couple. <laughs> Carry on. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's funny. Do you have a third one? It Valerie? is. Um, I do have a third one. How Another book third? that I have recently read is Authentically Izzy. That's my third Basham. one as well. Well, we can talk we can about share. it together. Have you read it, Narelle? No. So I'll sit here and listen and um, eat popcorn. <laughs> All right. Um, Izzy's cousin signed her up to a matchmaking site, and it worked. Uh, she met Brody online. 
whatever. It's my dog's name. Sorry. We, we've done my kids. Now we're on my dog. He's a secretive guy from across the ocean who really understands her love of books. And may I say love of books, that is like the biggest understatement of the day. Okay. Um, so, but in real life, she meets a guy named Eli, who's a history professor and an author. So one man is possibly fictional, too good to be true. The other man is quite real and also quite nice. Um, and the question, of course, is what's she going to do about it? Now, some of, some books, many books have this where the two guys would like turn into one and she'd be like in love with the same guy from two angles. That's not the case here. This is really two different guys, but it's not really um, love triangle either. What did you think, Beth? I, yeah, I did not ever feel that it was a love triangle. Um which, which was good because then I would have had to throw my Kindle against the wall because we know how I feel about love triangles. Um, I adored this. I ignored my family for an entire day while I read this book because I did not want to put it down. Um, I laughed out loud and my child thought I was bizarre. My son, my 15 year old, he's like, what you're reading? Why are you laughing? I'm like, because the book is funny. He's like, you don't laugh out loud when a book is funny. I'm like, you haven't met the right book yet, buddy. <laughs> well, yes. So um, it was fantastic. It is an epistolary, I believe that's how you say that word, novel. I, I avoided using that <laughs> word because I don't know how to pronounce it. So it is letter-based, um, which I adore. Letters it, and texts. Letters and, and texts emails. and emails. Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, I adore that. I know some people do not adore that. Um, I don't. I don't love it. I figured out why I didn't love it because my vision is bad. And so on my Kindle, I have the font size so big that I could, that the name of who it was to and from was usually like two pages back. I'm like, wait a minute, where am I? Who, who's talking? Who's this? And so I found that that I found there. keeping my place, I think would be easier if, <laughs> if there was more words on my page at once. That's fair. That's fair. Um, it is charming and witty and nerdy and bookish. Um, yes, all those things. And it's full of siblings too, which I love. Like like happy siblings too. Not like picky, like sibling. None of, I mean, there's a little bit of that, but it's not like. But it's in fun. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, they're, they're nice siblings. They're siblings that you're like, I want to be one of those siblings, not like, oh my gosh, I have one of those and I want to get away from them. <laughs> you, know? so, right. you wouldn't um, have laughed out loud then. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just adorable. It's just absolutely adorable. I loved every page. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Oh. You only, you said you only had two, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Now we have it all wrapped up in a neat bow. And how are we doing for time? We're, we're banging. It's awesome. Excellent. We're, we're yeah. so good at this now. We are. Oh, we the next one, we're going to be like 20 minutes over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the six hour version of the podcast today. <laughs> have a nap. Come back. We'll still be here. <laughs> we would love to know what you have been reading. Tell us in the comments. Um, you can leave those comments on YouTube or on the Facebook page. And while you're over there on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. 
Um, you can find information about the podcast at inspiromance.com slash story chats. And um, we'll look forward to seeing you next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>